Hi, everybody. Welcome to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone doing tonight? I hope you're doing well. We have some heat here up in the Northeast. And how apropos, because we've got some heat for you tonight. Uh, we're talking. Well, you know what? Before I even get into the topic, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? Let me uh, ask how you guys are doing. Harry, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing I'm doing wonderful, Papa. I appreciate you asking. Um, it was a hot one today. I, uh, I took a walk outside. Probably not my best idea. Got a little sun, um, <laughs> but I'm doing very, very well. Thanks for asking. Good. No problem. And Hans, how about yourself? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm finally like I'm, I'm just ready to talk about movies that I've actually seen compared to last <laughs> week when we talked about four, 40 movies or like 41 movies. And I've seen like six of them. So um yeah so I'm, I'm i'm actually ready to start saying yeah i remember that that's fair and i had a discussion last night and uh that we got called on that for sure that it's like oh you start off in the first 10 movies you haven't even seen but you know <laughs> hey when you're when you're talking about video game movies and the top of the dumpster heap uh, you know you yeah. can't really blame us yeah <laughs> no absolutely anyway uh tonight's episode is fave five action movies so we've done a fave five once before for comedies now we're doing the action genre and uh you know just as a brief explanation these are five of our favorites uh for this particular genre doesn't necessarily mean we consider them best in class but uh you know it's it's what we uh prefer and like um so with that said we're gonna get started and we're gonna run down our honorable mentions first and then we'll get into our actual lists so for me uh, kicking off my honorable mentions, uh, first is The Protector from 2005. Um, nice. Mainly starring Tony John, Nathan Jones. I actually uh, went back and forth between this and Ang Bak, and I think Ang Bak critically gets a little more love, but I actually prefer The Protector. I think the action in it is so good. And man, when you talk about a guy um, uh, with martial arts skills out the wazoo and he performs... Um, you know, a lot of his own stunts, uh, Tony jaw. It's, it's a shame he didn't hit it bigger in Hollywood. Uh, I yeah. mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, he took, he, he took that like side role in like American movies. Cause I know he's in, and even like, just kind of like, not necessarily like a cameo, but I mean, he's in, I think it's like fast six or fast five. One of them, he like shows yeah. up in and he's only in it for like a, a quick second. He's in yeah. monster hunter, which I, you know, I, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. But I mean, it, it's kind of like he just shows he, he's kind of like that actor. that just kind of like shows up and you're like, oh, I remember him from from Ang Bakker Protector, which are, are I mean, both of them are fantastic movies. And, and he's a he's so good. Like, I, I kind of feel like they're the same movie for the most part. Like, hmm. but and like, you know, I, I thought he did great in it. He's a great actor. And it, it's a shame that he kind of took that side, like that kind of supporting actor role instead of kept making lead movies. Yeah, he just didn't seem to have that breakout hit where he was the star uh, that, you know, Jackie Chan or Jet Li had. And to a yeah. lesser extent, Donnie Yen, um, you know, these guys are all Titans. But uh, Tony Jaw just wasn't able to break in into Hollywood uh, in a, a lead role. Uh, OK, next up, I have Casino Royale from 2006, uh, directed by Martin Campbell. That's uh, the that set off the current run of bond movies with uh, Daniel Craig. Um, this also had Eva green. This was my introduction to Mads Mikkelsen, um, yeah, Judy same. Dench, uh, you know, Jeffrey, Wright. It was just really, really well done. And starting off with that uh, kind of parkour chase, I think it was in the cold open 
was just tremendous. Um, so, I mean, Casino Royale, mucho, mucho love. I, I love the Bond series as a whole, but I think if I had to choose one single movie out of all of them to keep and get rid of the rest of them, Casino Royale, the, the remake would be it for me. Um, you guys have any thoughts on Casino Royale? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, um, I ride hard for the Daniel Craig Bond movies. They are they are some of my favorite Bond movies um, and just action movies in general. You, like you talked about, Craig, with the, the first scene where he's like running on the crane. Um, I remember this movie, too, being one of the first kind of like big Blu-ray movies that I owned as well. Mm. So like it just looked gorgeous on like my TV, um, you know, when you had the uh, the PlayStation 3 to uh, to pop it into for it. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I ride for the Daniel Craig movies. And I think it's like you talked about earlier in the introduction, Greg, like, you know, I would definitely say Skyfall is the better movie. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about the action, like that, just that opening scene and then throughout the movie with Casino Royale um, kind of sets the tone of, uh, of a fun action movie. Fair to say. Hans, any thoughts on Casino Royale? Um, I, I've seen it and I've seen Quantum of Solace. Now, I, I before the next, I, I, what's the next Bond called? No Time to Die? Um, I've been meaning, I've been meaning to go back and watch, um, the four of them before that comes out. Um, I just haven't yet. I've seen Casino Royale once and I, and I remember the opening scene and I remember the, um, the scene at the table, at the poker table with Mads yeah. Mikkelsen. Those are like the two, like, like kind of breakout scenes I remember like in my head. Um, I, I, I like Craig as Bond. I think he's great. I, I think the action kind of fits in like a modern day kind of i don't want to say more realistic bond because the other ones are kind of like real mm. campy and i feel like this is more like down to earth but it, it, it's really good if for to kick off a series like that i mean from what i've heard from the rest of the movies or like onward from that are, are like they just get better and better with the exception of i guess the one that just came out specter was kind of a, a, a like a mixed bag mm. Yeah, Quantum was kind of hit or miss, also. But, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, Chris, uh, do you do you own all the movies to uh, I, I, be able to watch I, them? Or I found them. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone gave them to me once, and uh, I wonder who I just, that was. That's I crazy. don't know. Yeah, they just they just showed up one day. I think it was Santa Claus, and uh, you gotta me. sit through and watch those because Santa left you a good gift. <laughs> I know. I I I, I have I, every time Humble I see like, a trailer or any kind of like <laughs> any kind of article for James Bond, I'm like, I have like I need to just sit down. And and just take some time, like one a night, to like knock these out. Yeah. So soon, soon I'll have them done. Uh, coming soon, James Bond pod. That'll be our spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, honorable mentions. Uh, I am going to go with Kill Bill Volume One uh, from 2003, uh, directed by the illustrious Quentin Tarantino, starring Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu, Vivica Fox, Daryl Hannah. Man, we got some femme fatales there. Uh, and David Carradine in uh, the role of Bill, although we don't actually see his face in this movie. Um, I actually just rewatched Kill Bill Volume 1 not too long ago, and man, it's just so good. Like, you want to talk about a vibe? That movie is a vibe, dude. Like, (laughs) just start to finish. Um, I I just, I love everything about it, you know, from the the mix of, like, samurai movies uh, with Western movies and... uh, um, the characters, obviously, a lot of strong female characters, uh, which is tremendous. The gore in it, uh, especially in the, the fight scene with the crazy 88s, um, is awesome. Limbs are just getting chopped off left and right. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty banging. Uh, any thoughts on Kill Bill Volume 1? I always consider Kill Bill like one movie, like between one mm-hmm. and two. Like, I'm in that ballpark. Um, but they are like two 
totally different parts. Like they, you know, mm-hmm. the first one relies very heavily on action. And then the second, the second part is very like kind of follows more story. But I mean, I, Kill Bill is one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Um, I, I think that like the whole choreograph, like all the fight choreographs are like phenomenal. Um, that whole, like you said, the crazy 88s is just that, like, I think that was the first scene I've seen in like, like that kind of like that, like balls to the wall action type where it just like, it's just really gory. It's just, it's just like really insane. Like I, I, I when I watch it, I'm I, I think I kind of like my mouth is open for, like for like at least like two minutes, just like, Oh my God, like that, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, and it really got me amped for, um, for part two. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't a big Tarantino fan before. Um, like I've seen like Pulp Fiction and, and um, Reservoir Dogs, but I like that kind of got me on that, like put him on my radar. And since then, like I, he's one of my favorite directors. So. Mm-hmm. Hair, Kill Bill. You know, I, I don't think it's a hot take, but I, I feel like I never gave Kill Bill a, sh- a chance. Um, mm. It came out like, I feel like I saw it on television and like scenes of it before I actually like tried to watch it. And I would say I've never really sat down and watched it like straight through as well as with the second one. So um, some of the scenes that I've seen from it are obviously pretty awesome and and crazy um, as Mm -hmm. you were mentioning earlier, Greg, but uh, yeah, I think I need to give, give it the time of, of of day to uh, sit down and watch both of my, I had that with um, the other Quentin Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown. I had seen like bits of that. And then I finally sat down and watched that. So that one is uh, is definitely another. I mean, we listen to our uh, director's pod to talk about our love for Tarantino, but uh, yeah, I got to give Kill Bill the uh, the fair the fair chance. So, uh, but yeah, definitely definitely fun, definitely some good you know samurai action uh, there, like you mentioned, Greg. Fair enough. Uh, oh, the other thing I forgot to mention with Kill Bill too, and this is to a lesser extent all of Tarantino's movies, but man, that soundtrack is bumping like it's so mm. good, dude. And oh, yeah. it's. It's crazy because like some of the tunes are so catchy, you still find them in like TV commercials today. Like the uh, uh, I forget the female band that was in it. I think they were called the Go Go Goes or something, uh, where they had that woohoo woohoo. The map. Oh, was it called Maps? I think is the name uh, of the song. No, but that song sounds very similar to it. Okay, Maps. all right. Uh, but that song was playing like forever. And then there's another uh, like an instrumental song um, that you'll find in commercials or other movies, whatever, called uh, um, Battle Without. I I think it's like Battle Without Soul or Honor, uh, something like that. But that pops up in like everything to to this day. So we're talking, you know, 18 years later and, and stuff from the soundtrack is still showing up in advertisements or movies, other bits of pop culture. So pretty crazy. Um, and then last for my honorable mentions, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to dive too deep into this cause we're actually going to discuss this at some point later on, but, uh, fast five for me out of all the fast and furious movies. And I do love almost all of them. Um, <laughs> uh, fast five, just like uh, casino Royale is for bond. Fast five is for me with, uh, the fast and furious franchise. It's just so good. The cast is absolutely stacked. Um, I mean, you've got, you know, a, a who's who in there. And for me, this was like, admittedly, when Tokyo Drift and um, uh, Fast and Furious, the fourth installment, uh, were in theaters, I, I missed out on them. So I saw like one and two, and then I jumped back in with five. And oh, man, what a what a ride. Like you talk. Smart play. Smart play. Yes. <laughs> like you want to talk action. 
and I like the fourth one. The fourth one is good. Um, not taking yeah. anything away from that, but it it was definitely it wasn't you know like balls to the wall crazy like Fast Five is, where it's just you know insane stuff. That's really when they I don't want to say jump the shark, but they they started like. <laughs> taking liberties with physics in the real world <laughs> and hey it, it pays off like you know it's yeah. it's a fun ride um so yeah like, like i said you know we'll dive into that a little bit later but those are my honorable mentions um hands how about yours what do you got i'm gonna start off with robocop the 1987 mm. one not the one with joel kinnaman that i i've referenced before on this i think <laughs> I, it was last week um that i which isn't it. a bad remake by the way it's not it's, terrible it's, it's terrible you know they should name they should have named it like cyborg police officer or something like it was like <laughs> I, it's, it's i i even forget like they used the name of the company and that was about it i think that but it's the uh, dollar general version of robocop <laughs> yeah um, i love the suit i love the suit in that one it's, yeah. it's good. I, it, it has I some see. okay qualities. Like, just don't call Robocop because it's it's not to me. It's not Robocop. <laughs> um, but the '87, um, Peter Welker. Um, if you haven't seen it, it just it's a very classic 1980s like cheesy like action type movie. It's got the uh, the dad from that '70s show in it, who I can't. I always forget his name, but he plays like a villain and has like one of the the craziest on screen deaths um it just the, the the special effects in it are really cool a lot of it's like practical in terms of like robocop's suit um there are some che- really really bad special effects towards the end but it just makes it like so comedic um but you know i i, I always go to like whenever i seen it like i i saw it later probably like in the late 90s for the first time and it just always stuck with me and I, I just think that it's definitely i, I consider it like a like it's definitely the first like kind of buddy cop that i remember seeing even though it's like basically like a almost non-human and like mm-hmm. just a, a human, a human partner, but it, it's definitely like great action. Great. Like it mixes that action and comedy. And, and Paul Verhoeven was, um, you know, he kind of did those a few other cheesy eighties movies with like total recall and all them. So I think it's right. It's right in line with, with the rest of those, uh, those action, like kind of, I guess they set the stage for a lot going forward. But it just, I don't, whenever I think action movies, I always think of that one for some reason. It always comes in my head. So what do you guys, I mean, what do you guys think? That's a, that's a tremendous pick. First of all, it's a ultra violent. So I'm already sold. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, I love the, the practical effects they do with it. And I guess Ed 209 was kind of like a mix of, uh, I want to say it was like stop. Well, it was definitely stop motion. I don't think it was like claiming. Yeah. You could tell stop like, motion with like, like a model kit. Yeah, they were like they they kind of had to at that point. Like it was it was goofy when it was on screen, like when mm. it was kind of in like in action. But when it was when it was practical, it was, it was really really cool looking. Uh, but yeah, I mean it was it was great. I mean I'd buy that for a dollar for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rest of the series kind of goes down a cliff, but uh, but this first one is kind of yeah. untouchable. Uh, Hera, yeah. what do you think about it? Uh, you know, RoboCop isn't something for me that hits. I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys as far as the action and all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't love RoboCop. I think it's a little, a little silly. That's fair. It's not, right. that's, it's my hot take. that's my <laughs> hot take. <laughs> so a new podcast with me and hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a, like, I, it's not for everyone. And I, and you, and I can, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, end our friendship. This- I, you don't I, think like this it. Is... I mean, I'll probably think about it, but 
I also think this is another movie where it's like this is just slightly where like our ages differ. Where like mm. I know, like you guys might have had like an you know an older brother or friend in the neighborhood who like probably was like, "Yo, did you ever see RoboCop?" And like for me, it was never like discussed until like I was you know probably a teenager, and it was like RoboCop. Like what? Like let me watch some other action movies. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, the other movie, uh, next movie I have is Dread, the one from 2012, not the one from mm. with Sylvester Sloan. I love um, the Sylvester Sloan one. I, I, it, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's it's campy, but I love it. It's so corny, and you know, I I, I think that like this one kind of goes a little little more into like the Dread lore because I know like they always say like the rule like they can't take off their helmet and you know all that other stuff where like i i believe in the uh stallone one he's just like ripping that thing off like crazy like just going nuts it's it's i, I think is a more i don't want to say realistic but as, as a more kind of down to earth movie i think like the 2012 dread is a lot better um you know it doesn't have a big supporting cast i mean the other only other person that i know from it is um is cersei from game of thrones and you guys are gonna have to fill me in on her name um lena, lena hetty yeah lena yeah. hetty um she's the villain she's a great villain i actually saw that before i saw game of thrones so when i watched game of thrones she was the person from dread to me um but she, it was it was a really cool kind of like they're in a building that's on lockdown and him and his like new partner gotta like fight through it it's very very reminiscent to like the raid um the first one um mm. but i know they came out around the same time so I think when I saw it, I was a little confused. Like, it's, like, very, like, they're, like, mirror images kind of of each other. Um, but you get to see, like, a lot of cool, like, the, the like his gun, the way it's utilized of how many different, like, like, act, like actions it has. Like, it's got, like, incinerary bullets, like, exploding bullets. It's it's just, it's a very ultraviolet movie. Um, but I think it was done very well with, like, a really good script. So what do you think, Greg? Uh, so I only caught it once. I actually own it on Blu-ray. It was one of those where like, I heard amazing things about it. And then, um, I just waited a little bit for it to kind of go in the discount bin and then picked it up. And I was, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I do need to rewatch it because I remember liking it so much the first time. It's just one of those where it's like, I kind of put it on the back burner, the rewatch of it. That is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit it to a T and it's definitely a worthy addition to, uh, to the list for sure. So, um, that's, that's my thoughts. How are you going to, what do you got on this one? So I remember (laughs) when this movie came out because I remember you hands being so excited by this movie saying, have you seen dread yet? And like, I remember you going around a lot and talking about him like, dude, it's so awesome. Um, and I pulled a hand ready on this one. I've never seen this one. I've never seen the remake. And I got to be honest, I'm going to get roasted for this. I confused Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. <laughs> and I thought I was saying I love Judge Dredd when it's Demolition Man. So my bad. Uh, Demolition Man, great movie. Go check it out. The Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. So Send your yeah. Sears of Harry to uh, yeah, this yes, sounds- Live Spicy. yeah yeah um so yeah this uh i've never seen this adaptation of dread but i do remember you speaking very highly of it and i will add it to my list after you watch captain marvel so um, Uh side note fun uh fun topic uh for future pod might be uh pre-mcu superhero movies or like comic-based movies yeah 
Because then like we can that. have, I am the law. Yes. <laughs> One of the, the corniest lines ever. So, uh, All right. Um, what do you got next for us? Uh, next is uh, 2003, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Nice. Um, led off a, a franchise that I think did go a little bit downhill as it went on. But I think the first movie is... Is, act, is is one of my favorite like it's, it has my favorite soundtrack i think to a movie with han zimmer like that guy that guy's a, a genius um yeah and this it came out around the, like around the time when i was like kind of paying attention to movie scores like i wasn't like han zimmer like i don't really think he i knew who exactly he was but i remember like when that movie came out and the soundtrack came out like i got that was one thing i got it right away like i bought the dvd right away like i was so amped for it and it's one of those things that's like you know it would the whole thing was after a disney like attraction like a ride and it turned into making like so much money and you know i'm i'm in a at the time i wasn't a big disney family uh we are now but um it definitely like just with johnny depp orlando bloom like i don't i'm not a like outside of lord of the rings i'm not a huge orlando bloom fan but i think he fits like this these type of movies like really well like kira knightley kind of she like put her a little bit on the map more um jeffrey rush who's a great villain in it um, just, I, I, I'm in terms of like some action movies, I do like hand to hand and like sword fighting a lot, which is, there's a ton of it in this, um, like a great story. So, um, you know, the other, the, the next two in this trilogy were a little weaker. I still enjoy them, but they're not as good as the first one. Um, and then like the two or three movies that came after that are just kind of their background noise for me. Like I've watched them and they're not bad, but they're mm-hmm. just not like, I think I've seen them once and I'll probably never go back to watch them again. I don't mind uh, um, the one with Blackbeard, the fourth one, but the fifth one, Dead Men Tell No Tales, was just like, yeah, it's back. I, I, I think after I think after this trilogy, I can't distinguish which one's which. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, I, to, I I don't know like what I I guess there was like at World's End, and then after that, it just I know Javier Bardem was in one, and you know, like you said, the Dead Man Tell No Tales. I think that was the most recent. So they're remaking it, of course. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Harry, why don't you uh, step up first? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, you're on mute, buddy. I would say sorry, sorry, everyone at home. My apologies. I was on mute. I liked. I had a cough earlier. Um, I would say Dead Man's Chest is probably the better action movie to me. But I think this is where I like I didn't even think about the Pirates of movies for action because like this is where I had some trouble with my list where it was like how much adventure do I want to have in there? How much fantasy movies, you know, like you could even categorize as we did with the comedies. You could categorize Ghostbusters as an action movie. Um, don't, don't bring so, it up. Don't bring up Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we could categorize that as an action movie as well. Um, and, you know, we, we all did our best to, like, you know, remove superhero movies, you know, Dark Knight, you know, Lord of the Rings, you know, things of that nature out of our list. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, The Curse of the Black Pearl is, uh, is a wife rotation at night movie. This goes on. Um, when she, you know, wants to watch more of a movie and uh, we have absolutely, I think for New Year's Eve this year, uh, we watched it just to put it on um, till the clock struck 12 um, because, nice. you know, we weren't doing anything else. Yeah, it was nice. Um, but it's just like you said, Chris, the score is is incredible for the movie. Um, and that's something that I think is carried, obviously, and probably carried this franchise on for, I mean, besides, you know, Johnny Depp's uh, performances. But I would say Dead Man's Chest, I think, is slightly the better action movie. And I know... Um, 
at world's end like came out like a year after they like filmed both of those like kind of back to back um and they kind of link as one like you guys were saying for the trilogy for it but yeah um a great series from that point but yeah after that completely off a cliff and just money grabs after that when i saw that you had this on your list uh i'm gonna do my best to do uh our buddy timmy p impression i was like dude i could not believe i could not believe that i forgot about pirates of the caribbean buckle all the swashes man give me that swashbuckling action um i was was i was i was in like some weird limbo where i was kind of thinking i'm like just like for some reason popped in my head i was like oh like yeah yeah forgot all about this one it so. is an awesome choice. And yeah, for sure. Like I love those movies, even though they, they do get progressively worse. Um, but yeah, I, the first one is just oh, it's so good, man. You got such good action, uh, good heart. Um, I mean, Johnny Depp in his first appearances, Captain Jack Sparrow was just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was before the point where he, he kind of started parodying himself, I guess. Um, so it was, it was still fresh and, you know, this was before we started seeing adaptations of, uh, of other Disney rides where, you know, we haven't seen jungle cruise yet. So no comment on that, I guess, but haunted mansion didn't live up to, uh, expectations for sure. Um, so, you know, they did the, the IP justice and made it something unique and, and cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is a great pick, even if it's only honorable mentions. Thank you. Um, and then the last one is Point Break from 1991. Um, not the also. I, I'm starting to see a trend with these. They're either remakes or they've been remade off movies. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've never seen the new Point Break, but the 1991 uh, with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze uh, is it's like it's that like kind of like adrenaline rush movie that it's it's not necessarily like realistic. Like I mean, Keanu Reeves jumps out of a plane without a parachute and survives, like just because like he basically aims very well for Patrick Swayze. Um, it just, it's really insane. It, it, it goes on to kind of um, like influence future, future action movies like towards that time. And I know one we've talked about like hot fuzz in the past, like and on our comedy uh, podcast, that's definitely um, that it, it influences like a huge influence on that. Um, but you know, that has so many memorable lines, so many like memorable scenes that I can think of. Keanu Reeves was kind of growing. And at that point he was still like on like kind of like an upward angle. And I think this kind of put him really like really far on the map. Um, and then Patrick Swayze, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. I mean, he, he, he definitely is. I, I feel like from movies I've seen him before I saw this, it was kind of, it seemed like it was out of his comfort zone. Cause he was like basically like a, like a, like a radical surfer. But at that point, like what, what I think makes it so good is like the villain isn't like necessarily like he's like not a bad guy for the most part. Like you can kind of see what he's doing and why he's doing it. And, you know, it, it's definitely one of those where, you know, the good guy ends up understanding what the bad guy's doing, even though he lets him like kind of surf through his death at the end. But other than that, spoiler um, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it's definitely like I, I, I will I'll, I'll watch that maybe once a year. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm never going to watch the new one because it's going to just probably make me feel sad. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, point break, you know, I would love to have some comments on this, but I've actually never seen it. What? <laughs> I know, oh, I know. Man, that's a big shock. My that's God. a big shock. 
this is crazy because uh like this is definitely of my era you know you talk about the age gap hair i think this might have been a little before your time but like this would have been like prime time me viewing action movies and for some reason i just i've never like sat all the way through it i think maybe once it was on in the background and i was just not paying attention but um but i've I've heard good things so (laughs) i'd take your remake no no i have no desire like maybe one day i'll sit down and i'll watch the og just to you know check it off the list and say hey i've seen it but the remake no i mean i i just remember the trailers looking terrible and there it looks like no good came of that so (laughs) yeah absolutely um i was gonna say chris i mean agreed with all your points um i saw point break later in life you know when i was old enough to probably like comprehend it but yeah patrick swayze is amazing in it i'm sorry chris spoiled the ending for you greg um that's all right it's been, oh, it's, it's true, been 30 years I, it's been I was, 30 I, years I was so. under the assumption that everyone here saw this spoiler <laughs> limits are well beyond for that yeah <laughs> right. i would agree but yeah cool well you got some good ones there hands thank you for sharing your honorable mentions uh harry you're up next what do you got all right. So um, my first honorable mention uh, is probably, I think if I, I took a look earlier, I think it's the oldest movie on our list um, and it's police story with Jackie Chan directed by Jackie Chan. Um, so I caught this on the criterion collection. They were running police story and police story two. And I, I never saw police story two yet, um, but watching police story, it's absolutely incredible. Um the stunts that they pull off in that movie, um, if anyone hasn't seen it, the opening scene, you know, kind of starts off and you, you think it's going to be something silly and then it just totally goes goes for it. Um, and then for the rest of the movie, it goes for it. And it's got some funny moments with with Jackie Chan and his his girlfriend that he's trying to, you know, be together with. But he's like, got to, you know, stop these, you know, drug dealers. So it's a, it's a pretty wild time, and if anyone hasn't seen it, and if you love action movies, I would highly suggest it as a, as a checkout for you guys. Have you guys ever seen it? I have not, and um, I was toying with having Rumble in the Bronx on my list, uh, okay. so it's disappointing that, uh, that this is another gap that I'm going to have to fill in, but um, I mean, it sounds like a typical Jackie Chan movie, and that is right up my alley, so I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I, I know you've talked about it a couple times. Um, I actually got confused when you brought it up because there was a computer game that I used to play all the time called Police Quest, which I thought it was related uh, to it. It's not. It's no, not, it's at, not all. at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, so. I thought about I thought about for Jackie Chan too because I love Rush Hour. Um, mm-hmm. Rush Hour with him and Chris Tucker is is uh, is a fun buddy comedy, and that had a trilogy as well. In case anyone's looking for some buddy cop fun, um, next movie for me is going to be Die Hard Three. Um, directed by John McTiernan. It won't be the last time we hear his uh, his name for some movies. He's got a very short uh, IMDb page, but some killer action movies on there. Uh, Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, and Jeremy Irons. So this movie for me was like my first introduction. This and Bad Boys. I was tough between the two of them to put on um, because every time I think of Bad Boys, I think of Will Smith chasing down a car. Um, but Die Hard 3 for me is um, absolutely hilarious. The chemistry between Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson is great. And I always love a good villain, as you'll see later in my list. Um, Jeremy Irons, I think, does a really good job as Simon um, and kind of, you know, setting this up. And what I also I think is gone from a lot of movies is, you know, set pieces inside in big cities and stuff. And this takes place in New York City and they hit a lot of, you know, you know, spots. They drive through Central Park in a taxi um it's got some pretty cool action scenes in it hmm. yeah Anyone this is ever, actually have you guys seen this one 
<clears throat> oh yeah, this was the first Die Hard I saw, but I was like nice. nine or ten at the time. I forget. Yeah. So like I I, didn't I was definitely who, too young as well. I didn't get who Simon was at the time. Greg, before have mm. you seen this? Uh, just bits and pieces, not fully. Okay. All right. So I didn't really know who like Simon was at the time, like when they reveal it, yeah. and I wasn't like kind of. It didn't make sense to me. I think this is my favorite. I, I think you know out of the trilogy this is my most enjoyable one because of the cast yeah. in it but i mean it, it's from one two and three i would go like three one and two because like two i don't even i always forget exists but other than that um that the, it, it's, yeah, it's such a it's such a crazy movie because it, like he's such a great character and i think like they kind of peaked with that and they went in the wrong direction like going to make more diehards which is like i feel like 10 more yeah. for all i know mm-hmm. so yeah um I am not huge on the Die Hard franchise. Like, I get that it has its fans and stuff within the the action community. You can shake your head all you want. That doesn't change the You're fact that you know. Coming with these hot takes, Papa. Just, you really, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Mr. Hot Take tonight. This is uh, this is like one. Of, this is like one of those movies where like Die Hard could be like, the, you know, I'll I'll bring this point up later. Go ahead. All right. Continue. Right. Well, I was I was up. just gonna say like, so I've seen. <laughs> the first one and then i think i saw bits and pieces of the second and definitely bits and pieces of the third and then i just didn't care at all about the other six that they made mm. um but if i had to sit down and like re-watch one the third one would definitely be first up because of sam jackson's uh presence in it um but yeah i mean as as a franchise it just it, die hard doesn't really do much for me i don't know why unbelievable after after a comedy, after a Fave Five comedies, I thought I was going to get roasted again, and here I am. And Greg hasn't seen half the movies no. on this list. I know, unbelievable. <laughs> Just running crazy. it back from from two weeks ago when we had the video game pod. You guys are Oof. great. Well, I think for my next honorable mention, I'm pretty sure Greg has seen this one because uh, spoiler alert, it'll be coming up later. Um, mm-hmm. So another John McTiernan movie, uh, Predator, 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, strong men, um, in eighties action movies. Uh, (laughs) my biggest thing with predator is, and when I think about my list is I feel like there always needs to be a moment where you think your hero is in danger or in the action movie, like you feel like they're not going to get out of it. And for me, like when you start to realize what predator is and all the abilities that it has the predator, I should say, um, you start to be like, how is he, how are they going to beat this thing? Like they're all going to die. Um, and just that scene, you know, obviously towards the end when, you know, Arnold tries to get the upper hand. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Um, probably I would say one of the best action movies ever. I mean, I know this is our Faye five list, but I think if you asked me to put it as like, you know, if we had to do a top five action movies, this would definitely be on there. But um, yeah, this one uh, definitely hits uh, hits home for me, but I, I know Greg will probably save his takes for later. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is I've I've seen it and I've I've enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to it in a bit, but uh, you know I I would say you're not far off there, Harry. No. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll save my Chris, hot take for that one. I'll okay, save my hot right. take for when when it comes up again. Okay. Get ready, folks. Buckle in. We're in for a long one tonight. Um. So uh, and then my final nomination uh or honorable mention was uh The Raid, 2011, uh, directed by Gareth Evans. Um, stars uh Eco Uwais or Uwais, I think. Um, I think it's Uwais. Ta- I yeah. Uwais, yeah. 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 Joe 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 Taslim from uh from Mortal Kombat, recent fame. In case you uh he was uh he was uh, uh Sub Zero. 
um, in that one. And uh, Yayan Rohin, um, who is actually in the, the sequel as well, um, but gets a haircut and uh, looks cool. Um, so the raid is Chris mentioned kind of like Judge Dredd, where it's like um, basically this police force goes into this building and they got to get to the you know top floor to get the drug dealer leader out of there. And it's a setup. And as they go through, they run into, you know, all kinds of, you know, devilish and, you know, uh, characters, you know, with guns. And um, it's probably, you know, one of the best hand-to-hand combat movies I've ever seen um, besides another movie on my list, um, which is, uh, is a sequel to it um, for a hint. Uh, but yeah, the raid's incredible would highly suggest it if you'd never seen it and you love action movies, this is wall to wall action for about an hour and 45 minutes and, uh, it never stops or takes a break. So fair. Uh, I'm going to save my thoughts for when we talk about the sequel. Oh, yes. All right. Um, (laughs) little tease. Yeah. I'll bounce off of that. Like I, you know, I, I, when we do talk about the sequel, cause you know, we, we absolutely will. Um, this was I, I did see this one like this is one where I actually saw the first one first, not backwards like most other movies I've seen. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Like it, it's it's got like a great like final fight. Um, it, it's yeah. it's crazy that like everyone like in that police department knows insane martial arts. Um, it's what they train but, for. It's what they yeah, train for. They they like it, it is it is really insane. And uh, Eco is like, like he carries on like with within the ray too. Like he's a phenomenal martial artist. Um, Joe Taslam's in it. He's not in the sequel. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely like out of the two, this is the one that relies a lot, a lot on action and doesn't like, it's like a very basic story. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was, it's, you know, I, I, there's a couple points that when we talk about, um, the Ray two that I like that I did a little bit of research on that kind of make the first one a little more interesting. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, 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 we'll revisit this one. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing your honorable mentions. I think you got some winners in there and some stuff that I definitely need to check out or revisit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, moving on to the uh, the the main entries here in our Fave Five, uh, I'm going to kick it off with Predator from 1987. (laughs) Uh, Like Harry was just talking about, you know, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, uh, Jesse Ventura, um, you know, Shane Black. Uh, I mean, it was just Man, it's such a good movie. And, you know, Harry, you were talking about um, you weren't sure. I I think you were trying to say, like, you weren't sure who was going to beat the Predator, right? Or or were you trying to say that it was never in doubt that Schwarzenegger would beat him? I I would say that you're watching what the Predator is doing to his team. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it's this team that comes in and destroys this village, this, un you know, whatever. um, And, you know, to, to rescue and like they just start getting shredded and you're yeah. like, all right, so this thing's <laughs> invisible. It can see their heat. Like, what are they going to do about this? Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to refer to with that. Oh yeah. And it's got giant yeah. bladed weapons and yeah. shoulder mounted lasers. It's just popping melons left and right, dude. Um, yeah. The predator, I, I like, it's just, it's one of those all times for me. And yeah, I think a case could definitely be made if we were doing top five, it being in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it's the epitome of an action movie for me. And, you know, Schwarzenegger, you get so many classic moments in this movie with it. Um, chief among them, you know, for me being the uh, the handshake with Dylan, which, you know, yeah. we're family friendly. So I'm not going to repeat the exact <laughs> line. But, uh, but, you know, it's it's a classic moment and definitely memed to death. Um, 
but yeah, Predator just so, so good. And, uh, you know, yeah, you could kind of toss it in sci-fi and maybe even a little bit of horror, but, um, but I think above everything else, it's an action movie. I mean, it's about, you know, a, a group of people being stalked and hunted. So, uh, hands, what are your thoughts on predator? I, it's, I, I do. I hate this movie. What? I hate? No, I, I, I've never <laughs> seen it. Oh, oh my what? goodness. That's even more mind blowing. <laughs> oh, I, I have, I have never seen predator. Um, I've seen, um, off the predators, predators with Topher Grace. And Ugh. I think I've seen both Alien vs. Predator movies. Um, I have not. Yeah, I, it's surprising that I love '80s, like '80s, '90s action movies. I, I, for some reason, this was one that I never went back to watch. Um, so oh, you know, on, I can. So like, I'll, I can ha- sign off now. Harry, Harry used to do what was it Tuesdays with Arnie, right? Yeah, yeah. But Thursdays we never with visited that one. No, you, no, yeah, we did watch that one. Did you? Were you I, not there? I missed or? it. Unless, hmm. unless, because of the the circumstances behind that of why we did that, I might have checked out a little early. Oh yeah, we did watch it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but no, I like we did like Kindergarten Cop and all that. Like that that would last yeah. like a good six or seven weeks. And yeah. I, I, I don't think Fred, that was probably on the schedule. But um, yeah, I, I've never seen it. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, All right. Well, I will. I will sit down and watch Die Hard three if you watch Predator because that that's is, that is that's a, a must see. It's a that must is a see. Solid deal. Look at All you right. guys. <laughs> Who says we can't work things out? I'm, uh, I'm All right. Not so, watching Captain Marvel. <laughs> um. So that was my uh, my first pick. Uh, Hans, how about your first pick? What are we diving into here? I'm um, gonna go with a ninety, another nineties uh, Arnold movie, True Lies, which mm. is. A James Cameron classic. It, it could be. It could honestly go in my. If we were doing it again, like my fave five comedy. Um, the cast in it is yeah. is great. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Tom Arnold, which is I, I think he's the. That's this is the only thing. Like if Tom Arnold's on my screen, I'll keep on um, because it just I, I cannot stand him. Um, Eliza Dushku, Tia Carrere, who's uh, famous mostly for Wayne's World. Um, but like, I think she was like my, or like my nineties crush at the time. Um, but she is definitely like that whole, like the way they mix comedy and action in it. It's like, there's a point where Arnold's about to jump to like building the building on a horse and like to chase a guy on a motorcycle has a great, like, like hilarious action scene in a bathroom where like, after like, he like (laughs) kills four people, he apologizes to a guy that's on the toilet, just like running out. He's like, Oh, sorry. And it's just like the way they insert comedy, like Bill Paxton in it. I'm not a huge Bill Paxton guy, but I think this is like he's such a small role for him, but it's so perfect. Yeah. Where like he's the exact opposite of Arnold, where he's a salesman pretending to be a spy, and Arnold's a spy pretending to be a salesman. And it's yeah. just like their their relationship, like when he like he pees himself like four times in the movie, and it, it, it's it's just great. <laughs> One of the best scenes ever for a villain when he went like the main villain when he dies is he gets shot off by a rocket. After Arnie says you're fired, um, and kind of, like it just it make it's so stupid. Classic um, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it's got like so much over the top action, and it's not even like a bloody movie. I think it's PG thirteen or no, it might be R. I'm not. I think it might be R. Sure, sorry. But yeah, but it, it's so it's so great. Like, and, and I I could watch that movie if if it was on TV every day. I I probably would have to like live in a different house because Catherine would probably leave me. 
um, if I if that if, if that was on. But it's such a great like classic movie. It has a great video game that goes along with it. Um, if you haven't seen it, like just absolutely check it out because it's so good. Uh, Harry, what are your thoughts on True Lies? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Hands hit on pretty much all the points. It's it's a really really fun movie. I mean, Jimmy C hitting it out of the park pretty much all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the movies that you know we had talked about a little bit, you know, for one of our lists was Aliens, um, which is another Jimmy C you know production there for it. But yeah, this is definitely up there. I mean, I we didn't even mention the bridge scene when they're chasing. Uh, I forget if it's like a SWAT car, like a, a bus. Um, on there and they're literally blowing up a bridge and stuff it's uh it's pretty insane with uh how much action is uh involved in that fair yeah i mean uh i'm just gonna keep it simple i i can't knock true lies i think you know it's it's uh it makes sense to be up here uh on your list and it's just it's a great movie definitely like like you said uh you know check it out if you haven't seen it yeah listeners that is uh Harry, what do you we've got? all seen it here thankfully yeah. <laughs> um so i'm gonna go with one of uh one of greg's uh honorable mentions uh fast five for me um i really love the fast and the furious franchise uh i gotta be honest no matter what no matter uh even if they're subpar like tokyo drift i'd even say four um even i'd say six six is a little bit man as well but I remember, I remember Fast and the Furious three because I think me and Chris saw that, and then I think that's when Dom was uh, returning at the end of the credits there for that. Uh, but yeah, Fast Five. Um, I mean, wow, you 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 put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it, and this movie is one where it takes it up a level. Uh, you know, with the action. I mean, just the final scene when they're rolling with their cars with a with a vault on the back of the the cars. Um, from just the scenes of, you know, when Dwayne and, uh, and Vin finally go fist to cuffs, hand to hand there, um, toe to toe. And they, and they make that fight seem realistic. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like the rock wouldn't just rip his head off. And I know, spit it yeah, out. they, they really, <laughs> there really must've been some definite negotiating there on uh, how that fight was going to, uh, was going to come out. But, you know, I have a love for the fast franchise. I'd probably say seven is probably the better movie. Um, just because, you know, it's Paul Walker's last movie. And I think we all, you know, shed a man tear for that one. But um, yeah, directed by Justin Lin, just a really, really fun time. Um, I mean, I didn't even mention the, the train robbery scene with the cars in the beginning, you know, when uh, when Paul Walker and Vin are on the car together and they jump off the cliff. Um, Top notch uh, for fast there. Love it. What do you guys think? I mean, um, well, oh, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, I I had it in my honorable mentions. Totally agree with you. You know, we didn't get into the cast, but this is this is the first time like they took all the different players from all the movies that you had seen separate before and formed like the family. Yeah. Like this is this is all of them together. In addition to throwing in, you know, Dwayne Johnson and Elsa Pataki as like the new guys. Um, And I mean, I love both of them. I thought, yeah, just great movie. Uh, I think probably the weakest in the series for me um, post Fast Five uh, was the last one um, hmm. where there's, you yeah. know, just a giant boat surfing through the ice continent or whatever that, that had me checked out a little bit. And I from what I've seen on advanced reviews for the new one, it seems like it's going to get even more ridiculous. But we're um, going to the moon, baby, all the way to the moon. <laughs> yes. But uh, be that as it may, uh, Fast Five unassailable like this is the defining moment of the franchise for me. So yeah. love it. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, like, I, I always consider like one through three total, like a totally different franchise. Because at one point, like, I don't even remember the first one. Were they trying to, like, steal DVD players or something? Or, like, something? <laughs> well, it's funny because the first one is basically a remake of Point Break with cars. I mean, that's, that's basically yeah, what yeah, it that's, is. That's a, that's a um, very fair Another point. influence from there, yeah. But aren't they, like, trying to steal, like, DVD players off of cars? Or yeah, trucks? yeah. The wife, the, and then- the wife watched it multiple times. That's another another rotation movie. And she's like, what are they doing? Stealing DVD players? How does that make yeah. them any money? And I'm like, well, you got to be back in 2001. Yeah. <laughs> but then you look at that and like how to like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen two. I don't think I've seen two and four. And mm. I've seen like I've seen Tokyo Drift. Like, I think right at that point, like from four on, it's just a whole different franchise. Like it has nothing to do Amazing. with like racing cars. Like it's about and, family. And it, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, when you're here, your family. Oh wait, no, that's Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just gets like so. Like I think they're getting to the point where they're starting to see like they're trying to jump the shark, and they're, they they want to see like how far they can go. Like if I had to Let's compare it to like like to something else, it's like. Kind of look at like South Park or like it's always sunny. Like they are like two shows that are like every season they're doing something like either worse and worse or like they're like trying to get canceled and doing something like more extreme. <laughs> That's how I like see that like this series. It's because like yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure the trailer in the last one they have a rocket on them to go to like the edge of like the atmosphere, like the hot like in a car, like with a rocket strap on it. Like that's like Looney Tune stuff. And I'm excited, so excited. Yeah. I haven't Listen, smash that NOS button. Let's live our lives a quarter mile at <laughs> yeah. a time. Like, let's go. Family I haven't forever. seen eight. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen eight. And I like I heard like, you know, and I haven't seen Hobbs and Troll. And I probably like I I I'll I want to see eight. I'm gonna Listen have to see out. eight. I, I guess. I don't know, man. It's it, like five and six. I, I had to think about which one was five and which one was six. Like what's believe the one it, with the believe never it or not there is like there is continuity with these so like yeah. you I, I wouldn't say skip out on a movie like even though I don't like the last one I wouldn't say skip out on it because you right like there's gonna be stuff that plays out in the new oh, one I'm at, yeah it's just like I just think it's funny six is like the one where they're on the never ending runway and yeah. they're like the runway is like <laughs> ten miles long. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not picking. I'm not picking apart six. We're at five. I I enjoy five, six, and seven. Um, I mean, it's like I said, it's a whole different franchise from when it started. It definitely evolved into like more of an action franchise than I guess anyone could have imagined twenty years ago. Um, but I think like five was probably the where it like kind of peaked into mm-hmm. going that direction. Yeah, for sure. You know what? One other thing too, I forgot to mention. This was the first time. You know, going back to the cast, this was the first time. I saw Gal Gadot in a yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. So it was cool seeing, you know, future Wonder Woman in action. And, you know, Which, her character was kind of ancillary or whatever. It wasn't like she was a lead, but, um, I, you know, I yeah, thought she fit well with the team. She was in four. And that was like, I, I think four was on TV like two weeks ago when I was watching. I saw her. I'm like, oh, like, I didn't even know, like, she was even in the series. Like, I think at that point, like, when I watched five and six, like, she wasn't famous at that point. Like she wasn't on the map right. as much. And I, like when I went back to rewatch after I saw like Wonder Woman, I'm like, oh yeah, like she wasn't this. So good stuff. Yeah. Good pick, Air. Thanks. All right. So next up for me is going to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, from the year 2000, and directed by Ang Lee, starring Chow Yun Fat, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Zhang. Uh, man, this movie for me 
was really what sparked my love of uh, uh, martial arts movies, um, specifically Wuxia, which is the uh, the wire work uh, type movies. Um, man, it's just it's so well done. And, you know, I think it speaks volumes also that it was not only nominated for best international or foreign film whatever the category was back then but it was also a best picture nom for oscars it was in both categories which i don't know had if that had been done before um but that was the first time it stood Mm -hmm. out for me and uh i mean it's just it's a absolutely gorgeous movie like cinematography wise um plot wise and, and story uh every everything is just so uh, one of the things I like about anime is um, in anime, a lot of times you have characters that are kind of like, uh, like there, you can tell there's a well of emotion running just below the surface, but everything is kind of restrained because that's Japanese culture. And to a lesser extent, I know this isn't Japanese, but you get a lot of that in here because the main character is a monk and, you know, he's got these unrequited feelings for, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character but because he's a monk and he's sworn to uphold his oath and everything they they never really connect um, but I mean the the fighting the the martial arts choreography in it just tremendous I think this was um, what put Wen Wu Ping on the map for me he's the guy that does the he's he's like the the big name when it comes to wire work um, in the martial arts movies I could go on and on about this. And in fact, um, the song that was nominated for uh, best song that year at the Oscars, uh, Love Before Time by Coco Lee, we actually played at my wedding um, oh. as, uh, yeah, that was the outro song for me and Janet leaving after the ceremony. So mm-hmm. I am all about this movie. Absolutely in love with it. And uh, definitely one that I watch, you know, once a year. What do you guys think? <laughs> As, as a lover of martial arts <laughs> movies, I have not seen this. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think, what, what year did this come out? I forget. 2000. 2000. So I, I think that was like, I, I wasn't as into martial arts movies at the time. So I think when that came out, um, I really didn't have an interest at the time. Um, but I, in the past, like maybe four or five years, probably ever since, I, I would even say a little longer than that. I've been like, that definitely like martial arts have been probably my favorite type of action movies that are like, that are being made right now. Um, but with that being said, like I know there's such a large list of movies that I have to go back and watch because from the, from that genre. So I, and I know that like I, everyone's, I, I see it all the time. Like that was like a staple at the time for like, for, for martial arts movies that really kind of, I don't, I, I don't want to say put them on the map, but really bring more attention to like american audiences mm-hmm. um but yeah so I, I i've been wanting to go back and watch that this this yeah. may have been the first international movie that i watched like the first movie with subtitles i don't mm. recall seeing anything prior to this um even seven samurai i think i watched after this so uh just interesting little trivia here what do you think about a uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta say, I'm with Chris on this one. I have not seen it, Greg. I'm so sorry. Oh no! Um, yeah, the spiciest <laughs> take might be that we both haven't seen this. Um, you guys are yeah, giving me heartburn. It's so spicy. Listen, listen. <laughs> after your after your glowing review, Greg, and you know the fact of how much it meant to you to have that song in your wedding, uh, I'm definitely gonna add it closer to my list of of must watch soon because, you know, it's um it's a genre that I think I don't you know while I've seen 
some you know martial arts movies like i was never really like a big bruce lee guy i was never really you know um you know and i mean i love the raid as we talked about earlier and we'll talk about another raid film but uh yeah i mean this one is just something that just missed and then i never circled back on but you know i love my oscar stuff so uh yeah. definitely gonna be checking it out yeah i mean when it comes to martial arts movies look a lot of them are just surface level deep you know they don't yeah. it's it's all about the fights and the action and stuff like that but this one with the story and just you know how absolutely gorgeous it is it, it it's like a fairy tale come to life um you, you definitely have to check it out. The sequel, which was made for Netflix, um, is okay, but I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. That's just, you know, if you really are struck profoundly by this movie and you feel mm. the need to see the continuation, then go for it. But, uh, but I mean, this, this movie in and of itself is, it just wraps up beautifully. It's so good. Yeah. So nice. Uh, cool. All right. Hands, what's next for you? All right. I'm going to go with uh, the fifth element. Which wild card. is probably, I would say, like in terms of my, um, I guess, like favorite movies, this has got to be like top five of all time. And I love science fiction. Wow. Probably my favorite, probably my favorite um, genre to really watch. But mm-hmm. I, this is like, I, when I think Bruce Willis, like I, I, I don't necessarily think like Die Hard. I don't think like I. This is what I go to, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my God! I almost said Lily Zubieski, not her. Um, <laughs> oh my God, she's like I'm Mia Jovovich. Mia, yeah. yeah. Um, this was the first time, like the first movie I've seen her in. The first movie I've seen like Gary Oldman in. Um, Chris Tucker, who I think at the time I've seen him in Friday, and when I watched like Chris Elman for the first time, I'm like, oh, it's Smokey. Like Ian Holmes in it. Like I had. <laughs> this was like I, I I remember watching this like later on and be like, oh, it's Bilbo Baggins. Like I, there's so many like people that were in this movie. And surprisingly, Vin Diesel has an uncredited role in it. Um, Does he really? As yeah, so Bruce Willis's boss Finger, when he calls him to like, I guess his cab boss or something, is Vin Diesel on the phone. So when you watch it again, it's definitely like you can tell. Like I, I actually, I, I did a little bit of research when I was uh, a couple of days ago looking into this. Um, you know, it, it's there's so much like involved with this movie. There's a lot of like I've heard that there are like there are philosophy classes that are taught like on the fifth element. Like it goes along the lines with like the matrix, like Lord of the Rings, those kind of movies. Um, and it's just, it's such a, like, and it came out in 1997 and it kind of gave you an idea of like what, I guess the future would necessarily like look like with flying cars and everything. It was a really cool look at it. None of that's true. Um, <laughs> like with like maybe some exceptions, but like with like video chat, like that's about it. But um it, it, it's really cool when you look at like the production of it, like Luke Besson, um, he wanted to do like three, like this was supposed to be a trilogy, but he had to like take three scripts and put it in the one. This was like at one point, the most expensive movie ever made. Like you can, and you could tell like with the effects in it too, like they did the movies mainly like special effects for the most part, like the background yeah. and everything, like some, like the smaller sets are, um, you know, are, are practical, but, um, you know, I, I think this gets, a, I, I've heard people say that this is very like overrated. I think they're wrong. Um, I, I just think like it, it, it has like one of the best action scenes is when they're on um, Floss in Paradise and like Bruce Willis just mows down that whole army to try and find Lilu. Like that whole scene is great. Um, it's a very rare movie where like the villain and the hero never meet each other in it. Like they never interact mm-hmm. at all with Bruce Willis and, um, and uh, Jesus, Zerg, not Zerg, Zorg um 
I'm like forgetting all the stuff. I, I don't. I'm like um, <laughs> so good at playing your mind. Like, I know, right? Um, but it, it's uh, like it's such a great story from like beginning to end, where like it ends great. Like if they were to ever, I, I kind of this is the kind of movie like I'd be disappointed if they ever made a sequel, which I for mm. some reason see them doing like ten years down the road when Bruce Willis is like unable Ugh. to do this stuff anymore it's that new house money yeah or they're gonna remake it like that's like my biggest fear is like the, this is the type of movie that i don't want to see a remake or a sequel of i think it like it started and like just ended so well so what do you guys what do you guys think Harry, why don't you take this first yeah uh i mean fifth element i i love the fifth element because of some of the things that i think are are, are kind of corny um so I, I don't know this. I feel like this is, is a, is a real hot take from you, Chris. And I want to, I want to trash it, but like, I, I also want to say like, cause you guys gave me so much for the comedy podcast that like, this is kind of more sci-fi, but um, you know, my whole thing with it, like, I do enjoy it. I have a lot of fun. I love it when that, I don't even know what the actress's name is, but when that singer comes up and does that weird futuristic opera scene yeah. and, you know, Chris Tucker's running, he's like, Corbin Dallas, Corbin Dallas, where are you? <laughs> um, and just running around the whole place. Uh, it's a fun movie. Um, it's definitely like what I like to call with a lot of movies, like a TNT, TBS, like cable classic, where it's just on all the time on like five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, uh, those are my thoughts on it. Greg, what do you got? Uh, well, I mean, this is hot take, so I'm coming in hot, baby. Um, <laughs> first of all, Harry, you are totally right. This is definitely more sci-fi than action. <laughs> um, so I think this is not an inclusion worthy of your list. You should take it off immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on top of that, I, I am one of those people that I think it's overrated. Um, I just, uh, look. Is it a bad movie? No, not at all. Um, but I, it's, I've seen it like twice, and both times I was less than impressed with it. I'm like, you know, this is, it's, it's like Harris said, you know, it's a cable movie where it's on, it's playing because they probably got the rights fee super cheap for it because it's not a stellar movie. Um, so I don't know. Like it, it, Fifth Element just doesn't do it for me, man. I mean, it's got a good cast, but I can believe it, you know. You know, I'm I'm a person who I thought like Fifth Element was just everybody thought the same about it. And then I have this this best friend in my life who's like, I love this movie. It's amazing. And then this other friend who's like, yeah, it's actually just. Well, <laughs> my God, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry for, uh, you know, stomping all over your trash take. But here it's it is. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I've never seen Predator. So. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, you know, fifth element, pick a side. Uh, Harry, I feel like, I, feel like I need to do a redo now. Like I need to find like <laughs> before we're done, I got to find another movie to pick. You do. You do. No, you baby. You're fine, man. Stick, stick by your guns. Like I did with the comedy podcast. Stick yes. By them. Yeah. Even if um, you're blatantly wrong. Uh, you know, my comedy <laughs> picks were stellar and I've heard from the audience out there and I just want to say comedies, comedy picks are gold, by the way. They were gold. Yeah. Hey, it's the favorite. That's totally a comedy. Let me put that on there. It is. Before, Harry, before we move on to your next movie, I just want to go on IMDb, and it's it's uh it's categorized as an action adventure sci fi. Is it really action? So action. So listen. Um, so please listen. Continue. I mean, they, uh, Harry, what, IMDb could be movie? wrong. What is your next movie? <laughs> I will say. I will say. What hands is the next there... movie? 
<laughs> there will be another movie that I have coming up that probably people will say, I don't know if that's an action movie, but not this one. The All next right. movie on my list is Mad Max Fury Road from 2015, um, directed by George Miller, stars Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron um, as uh, Furiosa and uh, a star making role in that as well for her. Um, so my introduction to the Mad Max world was probably with, the road warrior. I'm pretty sure that's the one where they're really like fighting over gasoline in case if you guys have seen that one. Um, but I think that's yeah, the second for, one, right? Yeah. It's the first one. It's like, uh, first one is Mad Max. Beyond Thunder. Yeah. Mad Max yeah. and beyond Thunderdome. I think, I think, I think you got, you're confused with news footage you saw from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Probably right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> we're living in a simulation i'll tell you that much but um this one um so i saw this movie was a headache i got i'm not gonna lie about it i watched this movie early i had a headache going in and i thought you know what i'll be fine and then it was blowing out my eardrums at every moment and i had a worse headache when i left the movie um, but i went to see it again um it's just incredible. And I think the reason I love it so much is that there are very few special effects used for the movie. It is very practical. It's one of the things I also enjoy um, about the raid as well um, with, with that. But yeah, this movie just goes, goes for it. You know, it, it kind of has its start where it does start a little bit slow and you're kind of like, you know, here we go. But then for once, once they, once the, uh, the women leave the compound and, you know, Tom Hardy and Furiosa team up, it just, man, I could, I could watch them anytime it's on. It's just like, Oh, this, this scene's about to come up, you know, or, Oh, here come, you know, the, the boys who are, you know, I forget exactly what their name was, you know, but his, his minions who are like, you know, trying to take care of the, you know, the posing factions. And it's a wild time. It's like hard to even explain like what all like the characters and different factions and what they are in it. It just kind of is like, here you go. Here's action for, you know, a hundred minutes and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Mm, hands what do you think about fury road uh, um <laughs> so what? i this is the only mad max movie that i've seen um i at the time i thought it was you know it, it was i think it gets i uh, man i don't want to say it it's i think it's overhyped um, oh my goodness are you serious and i'm not Going saying, hot. Saying, i'm not saying this because you just trashed my fifth element take both of you oh yeah um, sure yeah <laughs> No, I, and I'm being honest. Like, I, I, I think I wasn't like entirely like. It just the whole movie seemed like seemed like one long car chase to me. Like, that, that's all Fantastic. it seemed like. It's fair. Which, I mean, I mean, I like car chases, but it just, I, it just, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't as entertained as a lot of people who saw it were. And I'm not taking away with like if I look at it, like the like from other aspects, like it, it's a beautiful movie. Like the cinematography in it is phenomenal, and you know it's got good direction with it. It just it, it wasn't a type of movie like I, I I left being like that was good. I don't think I think it got a lot of praise that in my own opinion is my own opinion was like I don't want to say undeserved, but like I just didn't see like what other people liked in it. Um, but uh, but I uh, but stop shaking your head. But I'm 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 saying nice things about it. Um, but I think that um, honestly, like Immortal Joe, if that was his name, I thought that was Mel Gibson. Immortal Joe. Right? I thought it was Mel Gibson for like 75% of the movie and it turned out it wasn't. <laughs> um, I thought that was just like cute little like cameo he was making or whatever. It wasn't. Uh, um, other than that, uh, Charlie Stiron and Tom Hardy are, are they, they, you, they rarely give bad performances in movies. And I think that like, I think that's a good kind of duo to have on screen. And, you know, it, it, 
got enough where Furiosa is going to have her own spinoff movie that I think they're going to start filming or writing soon. But I just, for me, it just, it just was like, kind of like, I don't want to say generic action movie, but it just, it didn't, I, it didn't hit with Awful me as, 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 as it is with you. Yeah. You know what? The fifth element's trash. Just kidding. <laughs> Take um, it all back. So I am somewhere in the middle of you guys. Um, Chris, Ooh. I totally get the the overhype thing uh, because it it still kind of blows my mind that it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, I do. Incredible. I think it was a really good movie uh, and I enjoyed it. I've only seen it once. I saw it in theaters, but I, I liked what I saw. Um, but it, it didn't seem like Best Picture to me. Now, that being said, I was happy to see something genre get uh get nominated for best picture because it's so rare that you see like you know sci-fi or or action movies um get nominated for best picture so i was happy in that regard but i didn't actually consider it a best picture it was by far by far the dark horse uh that year um Mm -hmm. but the movie was really good uh this was the first mad max movie that i saw and then i was all about it after seeing it and i'm like let me go back and rewatch the rest of them so i started with mad max and that movie is garbage hot yeah, garbage it's not that great uh so when i watched that that just completely turned me off and i'm like i'm not even gonna bother with the rest of them um but road as bad good. as road warrior is good road warrior okay i would say and then thunderdome is kind of like cheesy right yeah thunderdome is not that great how many are there? Four, including Fury Road. There's four. Yeah, yeah, four. four. Yeah, well, but it's isn't like... It like aren't like the other movies like Mad Max isn't necessarily like the main character. Like in this one, like in Fury Mad Road, Max... I feel like yeah, he's like a secondary character. Like for the most, like he just like yeah. ends up getting involved in the main story somehow. I mean, like, he was the main character in the first one, and yeah. it's called Mad Max, but right. it yeah. just it he was is trash. the main character in the three, but in this one, he was kind of used in a different role for it. I don't know what that would do, but I can't believe you guys, George Miller, 70 years old in the desert filming this stuff. And you guys are like, that's fine. I didn't didn't, know. I said it was a good movie. Like I enjoyed it. I don't think it was best picture quality, but it was a good movie. It's not my fault. He decided, it's not my default that he decided to put himself in that situation, that hot desert to film. Like I'm not, and while we're at it, you know, like our uh, great Fury Furiosa's coming. Where's Happy Feet Three? Like, come on, get on it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> also, George dad Miller's vibes there. over here. Jesus, we're going to dad corner. Yeah, can we? Uh, can we get a movie? We might go see in theaters. Yeah, bring out Happy Feet Three. Let me get Lose. some Happy Feet. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on Mad Max. Definitely solid. I don't know if I would. Well, I would. Uh, it's a fave five action five, movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are wrong. It's fine. Uh, okay moving on uh, coming back around to me so I'm gonna go a classic from 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie uh, directed by Steve Barron not sure what else he's done so you know whatevs but starring Judith Hogue uh, Elias Coteus uh, Corey Feldman and Kevin Clash do some voices Um, I mean it's you know originally I didn't have this on my list and I kept coming back to it I'm like Dude, I have to have a spot for it. This is Fave 5. This is all about our Fave. You know, is it yeah. going to make a top five in an action movie? No, but Absolutely I'm going to do not. me. No. And, you know, the action in it suffices. It's good enough, but it's got a lot of heart. I love the practical effects of the uh, the, the turtle costumes and um, Splinter to a lesser extent. Um, 
I just, there's so much I love about this movie and, you know, going back and maybe this is, you know, nostalgia flavoring it a bit for me, but, um, one of my favorite movies, movie memories is my mom pulling me out of like preschool or whatever, uh, midday to go see this movie. And they were nice. doing giveaways at the theater and they had turtle plushes. So I got Leo, who's my favorite. Um, and I watched the movie, had some popcorn, dude. It was a blast. But this movie, absolutely love. Second one, okay. Third one, ooh, let's not talk about that. But first one, unassailable for me. So go ahead, rip it to shreds, guys. <laughs> listen, you're coming at me for putting man. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> listen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, solid choice, but I'm a more of a secret of the ooze kind of guy. Let's get okay. vanilla ice. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, yeah, that would be my favorite of the two. So um, yeah, I'm all about the ooze, a little baby. too much into comedy for me. You know, yeah. like this one was a little more serious. But I saw it when I was young, so that that really clicked for me. <laughs> When, when I think of, like, the, the turtles – sorry, I'm, like, adjusting. I have a blanket on them, like, for some reason, really cold. Um, so, I – yeah, the air is, the air is like, the vents, like, blowing right on me. <laughs> um, for those not know. watching, just listening, yeah. he's actually got icicles <laughs> coming out of his nostrils. I yeah, I got, like, a giant, giant blanket on. Um, a handsicle. So, when it, I think of 90 turtles, degrees like, today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, I think of, like, the opening scene from Secret of the Ooze when they're in that little mall area. Like that's what mm -hmm. I like. That's my favorite. Like that's yeah. I, that's the first thing I go to when I think of those movies. Like, and I think I've only seen the first one like maybe once or twice. But I've seen like Secret of the Ooze maybe thirty or forty times Absolutely. because a it was on it was on VHS and it had a really cool Pizza Hut commercial beforehand that I remember for like I, I, like I, it's so good. Um, Are you talking that, about the kid playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, that's nope. that's on the VHS for the first one, my guy. And the second Ooh, one. I think it's the second yes. one. No, I think it's the second Ooh, one. We're going to have to do oh, some no. Seems weird that they would have the same commercial three years later. <laughs> you know? But okay, I'll take your word Whatever. for it. We'll, 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 we'll get some fact checked on that. Um, but yeah, I, the first one's good. I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, in terms of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that are available, I think it's probably my, my least favorite. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. The third one. I I don't like the third one. I I think I, I don't think I've ever actually watched it. But I'm I about love to get the, the fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah, I love the animated one, not the most recent animated. Yeah, two movies TMNT. Made, TMNT. Yeah. I I prefer them more than um the other two or the other three from that came before. But I mean, it's a it's a good movie, and it, it gave me the sequel, Secret of the U. So, you know, I I can't I can't knock it. Yeah, okay. Chris, just to confirm, uh, Pizza Hut baseball commercial, TMNT 1990 VHS. So. Uh, got him. Got him. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, come at me, bro. Come yeah. at me. Yeah, Greg, I think <laughs> what we learned from this uh, this choice of yours is that there's many better Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> creations out there. <laughs> Look, I mean, they're they're almost all good. So if you settle on a different TM, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle property, or the video so game, it, but... just go with the video game. Uh, yeah, the video games were good. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's my pick. Uh, hands, you're up. All right. Let's go with. Uh, see, I'm, I'm going to save that one for later. Um, sorry. I'm going to go with Equilibrium. Um, Ooh. You okay. like that one, Harry? Um, uh, you're the yeah. one. You're the reason I am. Uh, I picked this one. Uh, oh. You, you introduced this to me. Ooh. Um so if you haven't seen Equilibrium, uh, has Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, 
Um, Sean Bean's in it uh, for a little oh, bit. Sean Bean, per usual. Bit. So yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's in it. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely like a really cool like it, it's definitely a, a movie that relies on its action. The story is a little kind of confusing. It's basically, I think it takes place like in like maybe around like 2020s or, or something. It's after basically they get rid of all emotion like with a like a drug that these people aren't feeling like they're not happy they're not sad there's just nothing to eliminate war and they basically have like emotion police i forget the actual the finger yeah. no that's um be for vendetta um i forget what they're actually called but they basically like people who are starting to feel they send these cops in and and which christian bale is and basically they they kill them um there's a lot of cool hand-to-hand and gun um gun scenes gung which fu? i think it's gun gung fu yeah um has a a really amazing end scene um a, like action scene with um christian bale and the main villain um a really quick fight with him and tay diggs when they fight with swords which lasts like three seconds um but i mean there is some like for a movie that like takes like basically the concept is taking the emotion out of it it is really cool because like christian bale is like the, you know the hero that kind of starts to see like why you know what like am I doing the right thing? Like, is it right to live in this kind of world where to not feel anything? Um, so then he like kind of starts questioning like what he's doing. Um, kind of follows like Sean Bean's character. Um, it's a really, really cool action movie. I would say in terms of a full movie, I wouldn't necessarily say it's good. Um, it does, it does lean on the action a lot. The action that's like in it is really, really good. Um, so I, it's definitely Harry. I think I watched it at his house once and, that's what kind of got me hooked on it. So, nice. Harry, Harry, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I love this movie. It was uh, 2002. It was right around, I think, shortly. Like, after I watched this movie, I think I watched, like, not in the same time, but around this time of, like, that, Angbach, District B-13, The Protector, like, you know, when it came out in 2005. So, all kind of jam-packed in there where you're like, hey, here's these cool, like, action movies for it. Um yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, again, like Chris said, I wouldn't like be saying to someone like you got to check out Equilibrium, but I always find it as a, as a fun movie to just have a conversation about. And when, when I did work for the movie theater, I did have it on there for a long time as one of my favorite movies because it's kind of a good conversation starter because many people haven't seen it. Um, so yeah, it's a, and it was a nice, I think that might've been the first movie I ever saw Christian Bale in. Um, if I'm being honest about that one, but yeah, it's a it really was right movie. after it was like right after American Psycho. I think that I, yeah, well, I mean, I was young and I don't think I saw yeah. American Psycho until I was older, but, uh, but yeah, this one, uh, I definitely would suggest, uh, for anybody who enjoys action movies, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, you know, to the wife, let's, uh, let's watch Equilibrium tonight. Um, it's an Equilibrium kind of night. Greg, what are your thoughts on Equilibrium? Uh, I'm actually pretty similar to you here. Um, I've only seen it once, uh, a, a former coworker of mine was like, Hey, have you seen this now? You got to check it out. And like, let me the uh the dvd but um yeah it was uh it was pretty good um i'll be honest i don't remember a ton of it but you know the gun kata stuff did stick out to me and i uh, i enjoyed that so as an action movie sure um i just i remember it giving me like very matrixy vibes even though it's not yeah. like the matrix but like the look of it is like the matrix yeah. It was definitely, um, I think, influenced from the Matrix for sure with like some of the stuff they were doing because it's a couple years, obviously, after the Matrix. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna knock this movie. It's just not, it's not like top tier for me. But 
I could see how it could be for other people. So good stuff. Yeah. All right, Hair, you're up next. All right. So my next movie, um, this one I'll probably might get might get some takes on. I don't know from you guys, but maybe from the audience uh in regards to it and to our viewers, uh, is Sicario from 2015, uh directed by Deli uh, Denny Villeneuve, um, and uh stars Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, and Benicio del Toro. Now this movie uh is uh the cinematography is done by the god the great uh deacons um if you guys aren't familiar with deacons work uh you guys should check it out i don't even think i need to say his first name just deacons that's what he goes by that's what people when people are like what do i need for this movie they're like get deacons um it's absolutely filmed incredibly now i'm not going to go too much into it because i know greg hasn't seen it um so i'm gonna i'm gonna save some of the scenes but there's there's a border crossing scene um, that is just absolutely uh, some of the best work that I've seen in the last 10 years as far as, you know, just getting you to just stress in all, in all honesty. Um, there's another scene where they have to go under to, underneath a tunnel. It's some of the most uh, gorgeously shot scene I've ever seen. Um, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I could go on talking about it for hours. Even the opening scene, it just kind of sets the tone for the movie. And the role of Emily Blunt in the movie is kind of just, you know, putting the viewers um, into the movie. She's kind of your apparatus is like asking the questions that you would ask, having the thoughts that you would think after, you know, seeing some of the horrific things in the movie. Um, but Benicio del Toro should have won an Oscar for this movie is in, in a supporting role. He's absolutely incredible. Um, and it all leads up to a big scene with him at the end. Um, the sequel definitely was more, I would even say is probably considered a better action movie maybe, but this movie for as far as, you know, I think this is where the Denny impact comes in. And even with Deacons, it's just mwah, chef's kiss uh, would absolutely recommend it to anybody who's looking for, you know, a recent action thriller crime movie um, to see. Chris, what are your uh, thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. This is this is at a, like like Denny's one of my it's probably my favorite current director. Like Deacons is like has done some phenomenal like cinematography like. You know, I, one movie I don't think I've mentioned is Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which is the longest possible title. But if we were going to talk about like super dramas, long movie. That, that, yeah, oh yeah, super long movie and like one sound, one song in the soundtrack. But it, it's phenomenal. I'll save that for another day. But it's one of my favorite movies. Like that, that probably beats out Fifth Element as like number three or four. Um, that being said, but with Sicario, it, it's tough to like I. I haven't seen the second one, but I know that it does rely a little more on the action. And yeah. I, yeah. And I know this one has like some really cool action scenes and some of the scenes in it are like, even like the conversation that he has with Emily Blunt towards the end is like really kind of, it's like, I, it, it definitely is like a thriller. Cause you're like, yeah. you see, like you get into the mind of like Benicio's character and at the dinner table, the one scene at the dinner table is, is just in, after the tunnel scene is, is bananas. But um, no, I, I, I can't say enough about this movie. Like, I do love this movie. It's a great pick. Um, I, it's not the first movie that comes to mind when I think of action. But like when you but when you did like kind of put it up there, like it does. Like, yeah. The action set pieces on it are like are definitely Absolutely memorable. Incredible. Like, yeah. 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 Mm. Well, Greg, as, you, you uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, as Sarah mentioned, I haven't seen it, but I don't know what was going on when it was in theaters. But for some reason, it just. It didn't speak to me at that time, but then I remember hearing all this praise about it. I'm like, you know what? I, I got to check this out. 
And then for whatever reason, like, I don't know if it just never came to streaming or, or what, but I just never got around to it. But it's definitely something that's on my list where, like, I'm looking out for it. And if I ever see it streaming, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't comment on, you know, if, if I think it's so action packed or great or whatever, but I know that I want to see it and check it out for sure. Yeah. Greg, cool. I'll watch Crouching Tiger and you can watch Sicario and we'll compare notes. Let's get it. We're, we're making a lot of broken promises on this on this show today. <laughs> uh, no, I mean if I if I say I'm going to watch a movie, I do intend yeah. on watching the movie at, at some yeah. point eventually. You're a better um, man than I am. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up for me, um, I have Terminator Two: Judgment Day from 1991, nice. uh, also directed by James Cameron, uh, also starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have some perennials on this list here. Uh, also starring Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick. Um, this movie, it, like if I had to say, if I had to pick a singular movie that defines action, it would be this movie, like above all else. Uh, it's just like it's loaded with awesome action and stunts and set pieces and stuff. It's got a great story. Uh, it, yeah, it, it is sci-fi to a lesser extent because you're dealing with cyborgs and time travel and that stuff. But above and beyond anything else it's action for me and um i just think everything hits so note perfect in this movie i i actually saw this before i saw the original terminator and um i was actually kind of disappointed because when i saw the original terminator i mean it's it's still a good movie it's a classic but yeah. uh it didn't live up to everything that i had saw with terminator 2 and it's like <laughs> And that the, the bar gets set so high with Terminator 2, uh, you just you can't. So, you know, I'm glad that they were that James Cameron was able to parlay one into two and, and really, you know, ratchet up the uh, the action to 11 on a dial of 10. But um, yeah, I mean, this this movie is just it's an all time great movie. I would even say not only is it my number one pick for an action movie in general, but like it's definitely top five movies of all time for me. So uh, I, I just can't say enough good things about this um, hands. What are your thoughts on T2? I, I agree with everything. Like this is, this is probably it, it's, it's not probably it is in my top 10 of all time, like any genre. Um, I, 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 I'm in the same page as you when I saw two after I saw one. So when I saw one, you know, it's kind of, you, I, you necessarily don't really, I like, I didn't know the background of like that, like, when I saw two, I didn't know he was a villain in the first one. Like right. there's a lot of like kind of things you're figuring out, but in terms of action, like I, I I've seen so many videos on the making of that movie where like the whole like truck chasing scene when they're in the, um, like going down that alley, like that spillway, like, yeah, how they yeah. film that it's like, it's all practical for the most part. And like, even the effects, the special effects in it with um, the T 1000 are, are so well so done. Like yeah. it look, it looks real. Um, and then like other things like I, it's like Arnold was so dedicated to action and like, just like kind of that, that genre where, you know, he, he was so great in it. Like, even though he doesn't have like a ton of lines in it, like Robert Patrick, you learned that he had to fight, like he had to learn to fire a gun without flinching. So like he would constantly like be at the gun range and just like shooting like constantly till like. So it wouldn't like affect him because they said like he, he never shot a gun before. And you'd like see things like that of how like dedicated they were to like to believe in this movie. And it's a shame that the Terminator franchise went the way it did 
uh, I kind of wish that none of those none of those movies existed because two ended like like it was a perfect ending to like a one and two punch series. Now I'm not gonna hate on three. Three's not bad, but everything after three is just like kind of not. It's it's not good, and. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have revisited other, like they tried like with TV series. And I know, I think there's like an animated movie coming, um, but they had a lot of different attempts, but it does for me, like for when I think of Terminator, I don't necessarily think of the first one. I think of like, like T2 that that's mm-hmm. kind of like the only Terminator movie in my mind. Aaron so. thoughts on Cyberdyne systems. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, Terminator 2 is, uh, you know, a fantastic movie. I can't say a bit. I'm not going to get up here and, and come up with the spiciness for it. Um, yeah, it's absolutely top tier action movies. Uh, I think it's um, 99.9% sure it's Frank's uh, favorite movie as well. Uh, one of our good friends. Um yeah, I mean, it just goes to show like, you know, with, you know, you talk about like Aliens and then Aliens 2, you know, another Jimmy C production, you know, of just how you can kind of take the original idea and kind of change it just a little bit, you know, or make it more of an action movie instead of a horror movie. Um, you know, I put this, you know, Empire Strikes Back, you know, The Godfather 2, The Raid 2, um, you know, as the movies that kind of, you know, take that step into the franchise and lead to all these poor crappy sequels because i think they're still chasing trying to hit uh terminator 2 yeah it really is a shame because like they peak with terminator 2 and then they go on to make four other movies and i i enjoy most of them i think genesis was really the only one like genesis almost killed it for me and then um I went ahead and watched whatever the newest one was. I think it was like dark salvation or whatever. And it was actually kind of dece, you know, it wasn't, I'm not going to crap on it, but, um, but yeah, it's, I get that they're just trying to wring blood out of a stone and just get as many bucks as they can. But like at some point it's just like, give it up dudes. And, you know, going back to predator, they, they did that with that franchise also. They just beat it to death. Um, So stop making Terminator, stop making predators. We'll live off the memories. Okay. <laughs> uh hands that's that's my spiel on t2 hands what do you got for us all right um just want to see how so it looks like me and you share one do we want to do. save that one mm. do we, we want to save, save it or we could do it now we could save we'll it or do it now we'll save it a little bit we'll go okay. we'll, we'll, well we only it. got two more so it's the next <laughs> one up after this. just a little bit <laughs> so the next one i got is uh mission impossible fallout um Another series that just like the Fast Five, the Fast, the Fast franchise gets very like more extreme as the series goes on, and it's basically just saying like, what can I do better? Like, what what crazy thing can Tom Cruise think of that he can film? Like, he learned to fly like a like a like a helicopter for this movie. He basically learned to do a halo jump, which uh, like I, if I was Tom Cruise and I made that much money, I would not risk my life to basically just to die to have that possibility to die um it's it's but i think that uh, this you know it has the same supporting cast as like the like the the first like four or five movies um but this is another one where i think after rogue nation they kind of started kind of to have like a, a singular storyline for the most part because i think it went rogue nation what was the one after rogue nation it wasn't fallout wasn't there one more uh ghost, ghost protocol, protocol? Ghost Protocol. So I think with with, with those, I think whatever order those two, but but they kind of start following. 
Ghost Protocol first, and then uh, Rogue Nation. Then Rogue Nation, yeah. And I, a lot of people complain about the story, like for the for the most part, like it's basically you know Ethan Hunt being like disavowed, and you know his he has to run from his own government, which is like every Mission Impossible movie for the most part that I know of. And I just love like in terms of action, like if we were having this conversation before Fallout came out, I'd probably put Rogue Nation on there because that's how like just insane. Like it just like goes more and more. And now seven comes out, I think like next year, which I'm pretty sure that's probably going to take beat fallout for my favorite action movie, because that's just how the series going. Like it just, they just one up each other has the best bathroom fight scene ever with Henry Cavill. who Reloading his the, arms. That's, that is the single most like, like beautiful <laughs> shot ever. Like, and I just, it's so, it's so crazy. Like when he does that, he kept his mustache, like, like, the mustache killed justice league. Like that's how powerful that mustache was. Like it, it carried into different franchises, um, has a great one-off, like a, a great, like final fight on the side of a mountain between, um, Ethan Hunt and, Ed, and, uh, and Henry Cavill. Um, it just, it, it's so you, you watch it and you're like, I like, why would Tom Cruise want to learn to do this stuff? Like, yeah, they, they, they paced on doubles to do this stuff. And, and, like, I think there was another movie he did it. He had to, like, learn to hold his breath for, like, like it seemed like four hours. And, like, why would you even try that? But <laughs> he does it for my entertainment, and that's the reason it's on this list. Nice. So, um, what do you think, Greg? I would say, uh, sure. Um, <laughs> with, with Mission Impossible. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me uh, put context to that. Um with Mission Impossible, I've seen all of them, but really the only three that like I could tell you exactly what the plots were were the first three. After that, it's like one like 12 hour super movie. Like I could not distinguish yeah. what happened in one and what happened in another, but I know that I liked all of them a lot. Like I feel like Mission Impossible is a series that gets like slept on where like people like don't talk about it, but it is just as entertaining as like the fast franchise for me um so yeah like soon as the next mission impossible is opening i'll be there and i definitely recommend it for everybody if you say this is the one that's the best sure why not that's that's where i'm only, coming from only for a couple sure. more years then the next one <laughs> yes uh, until cruise decides to do whatever the next craziest stunt is maybe he'll <laughs> do like the free fall from like the atmosphere or whatever that the dude did a couple <laughs> Can't years ago wait. <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah i Hey, look, you have an MI on here. I'm all about it. Sure. It's good. Absolutely. <laughs> Howard, what do you Howard? think? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this is uh, like we talked about it a little bit with Fast and Furious. It kind of reinvented itself a little bit and just kind of became, you know, what Tom Cruise is going to crazy stunt he's going to do next. Um, a lovely addition that was in Rogue Nation and has been in Fallout and is in the next one is Rebecca Ferguson. Um, absolutely love her and her character um, in those last two movies. Um, yeah, Ghost Protocol, I think it wasn't my first introduction to the Mission Impossible franchise, but it was definitely the first one I think I've saw, I saw like full through like Mission Impossible. I've seen majority of it, but I, I've never seen all of it. And I don't even think I've seen three and two. And I know three is like well-received. I know two mm -hmm. is a little bit kind of like, yeah, it's solid, but not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Chris said, I mean, can't wait to uh, add uh, the next Mission Impossible movie. I mean, Tom Cruise only has so many years, so he's pumping these babies out. Let's go. Let's get it out. Let's get the next Mission Impossible. Let's see what he's doing. I must really be trying to get out of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
doing all these death defying stunts. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Good pick. Uh, Harry, what do you got next for us? So next for me, um, Greg had kind of mentioned his, uh, his displeasure with it earlier, but uh, Die Hard <laughs> from 1988. Uh, this for me is, is probably if you asked me to like pick my favorite action movie, I probably would pick Die Hard. And I think the reason for that is, you know, Bruce Willis is obviously great in it. You know, it's kind of set in one place in Nakatomi Tower. Um, but Alan Rickman really takes this movie to another level for me. Um, I mean, I know people love him as um, a serious Snape in, in the Harry Potter universe and RIP Alan Rickman. But this is the role for me that I think is his best role. Um, it's absolutely him and Bruce Willis kind of going tit for tat with it, uh, you know, throughout the entire movie. Um, you know, they, it has some incredible set pieces like with the helicopter um, scene on the on the rooftop and just throughout it and you know it has comedy it's got action it's got a love story you know what more could you ask for with it so die hard um yeah definitely one of my fave fives chris what do you think this is the this is one of those few movies that fall into the very the category of like two different genres in terms of action movies and christmas movies oh my um, god <laughs> so not we this. all we've I've, I've had now i've had this discussion with you guys probably every year between mm-hmm. like november and you know uh december 31st uh die hard is absolutely a christmas movie i'm going to use this platform to really push that um <laughs> but um no as an action uh, it is a christmas movie I, as an action movie it, it it's kind of set the stage for going forward for a lot of other movies like you know it got two it, well two sequels it got like four sequels um like it it definitely made like kind of bruce willis a more like it pushed him into that action role and rickman's fantastic in it like i i i'm not i've seen the harry potter movies but when i think of rickman i think of hans gruber before anyone else um before any other character that he has but yeah i it's so like the set pieces are great like um mctiernan's he's he's what did he do that was it mctiernan who did yeah, yeah. he did that he was, he was die hard three yeah he was a, like he's a, it really showed like how like you know how great of a director he was like an action director he was um it does have comedic moments it's got carl winslow in it uh for you nice. younger people that's the uh <laughs> the father from family matters who was he was also a cop in that as well uh reginald valjean um but other than that um you know it it, it it made Die Hard like basically like a, I there's very few people that I know that haven't seen Die Hard and don't really like they're they're it, if they haven't seen it they're aware of what it was so it kind mm-hmm. of you know put action like eighties action not on the map but kind of I feel like it it really took it up to another level so um yeah I mean I'm not gonna go too in depth because you guys know my thoughts on uh, on the diehard franchise now but I will say it's not a Christmas movie because Christmas yes it's the setting but it's not the theme <laughs> so it's not a Christmas movie uh, and then sure I mean hey it's it's got Alan Rickman which is pretty cool uh, Alan Rickman for me the the go-to um, character that I think of with him is the Metatron from uh, dogma um, okay. <laughs> so whenever choice. I think of Great Alan Rickman choice. that's that's kind of yeah. what pops up for me, but um, yeah, great actor. You know, Bruce Willis got nothing against him. It's just you know, franchise isn't for me. But whatevs, I get, I, uh, I get its placement. 
I've already made a note to uh, make sure Hanratty doesn't have access to the Twitter handle from uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> to uh, New Year. So. Yes, thank, thank you, Greg. <laughs> Greg, can I just just I want a thought like a thought provoking question. Am I and you know I'm not think defending about this. it. Think about, no, think about this when you go to sleep tonight. When you lay down mm-hmm. and and go to sleep tonight, and you think, would Die Hard exist if there wasn't a Christmas party that he was going to? I'll do you one better. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not giving that one millisecond, uh, not one iota of energy or thought tonight. Sleep on I will sleep it. well. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. <laughs> uh, all right. So Die Hard was what you had here. Very good. Uh, moving on to mine. Uh, my last choice. We have The Matrix from 1999, uh, nice. directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski. Uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, uh, Joe Joey Pants. Uh, so you got the the full gamut there. You got some pretty good actors. But man, I was actually talking about this movie with uh, our buddy Tim last night. And uh, if I could sum this movie up in one word, it would be game changer. Like this yeah. movie just influenced so much stuff after it. Like what you know, whether it was. Um, the CG with uh, the camera techniques, bullet time, all of that good stuff, um, action set pieces, even style. You know, people started rocking the the long black trench coats and everything. Um, it was uh, what was that a fashion faux pas? Oh, I thought I heard it. Oh, I don't have a problem. No, oh, okay. I thought I heard a giggle. I thought it was that was me. I thought it was pretty funny that you were saying that. That's all. But but yeah, I mean it's uh. The Matrix is just a tremendous movie and, you know, kind of like what uh, Hans had mentioned with The Fifth Element. But, you know, it's it's not just surface level. There's so much going on beneath it. There's books written uh, about the philosophy of it and, and classes taught on it. Um, I mean, there's so much symbolism and um, just uh, allusions to different things. It's it's really amazing. And I, I rewatched that recently as well. And uh, I mean, it absolutely stands up uh the test of time um say what you will about the sequels you know i i enjoyed reloaded wasn't a big fan of revolutions i i don't know where they can take four i'll be honest i'm not super interested but i'll be there to see it anyway just out of curiosity but uh yeah this this first one the the og the matrix just unassailable um harry what are your thoughts on it Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up pretty well, Greg, with Game Changer. Um, You know, this was a movie I missed in theaters and saw, you know, after it came out. And I remember the hype for the second one, Reloaded, was unbelievable. Um, I remember trying to get a ticket for it. I remember trying to sneak in for it. Um, I remember lying, saying my parent was already in the movie to go see it. Um, And that one, I I definitely would say that the second one, you could maybe make the case has slightly, you know, crazier action in it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like you said, Greg, the matrix, I mean, you know, that kind of near the end of the movie when, you know, him and uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Ann Moss have to go in with like, they're like, what guns are we taking? You know, and they go in and, you know, into the, uh, the building and all that stuff is, is absolutely insane. Um, Yeah. I love the matrix. It definitely belongs. And I would even say in the pantheon of, of top five for, uh, for action movies. Yeah, and it's another movie that's in the you know the cultural lexicon even now, twenty two years later, where yeah. we still see memes going on and, and gifs to this day. Uh, Hans, thoughts on the OG Matrix? Yeah, I wish I was uh, same same 
kind of boat. I wasn't old enough to go see it because this was rated R, so I missed it in the theaters. This, but this is the kind of movie that, like, I think at that age, I wasn't really too invested in like going to the movie, like the like go to movies all the time and like see new stuff. Like I was probably like more into video games at the time or whatever. But um, I did see Reloaded in theaters, I, and only because when I watched The Matrix, I was like, it it really is groundbreaking. Like, and from every aspect. And the whole like bullet time we've talked about a couple times on the show, like when we were talking about like the Max Payne game, like mm-hmm. they they carried that over not just in movies, they carried it into yeah. like TV, like other other forms of entertainment. Um, it put Keanu Reeves kind of I don't want to say back like back on the map because like if you at before John Wick came out, you could probably say like what like who what is your like favorite Keanu Reeves movie? No one's gonna say Point Break or Bill and Ted. They're they're gonna go like right to the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, I think like don't forget speed. Yeah. Oh, I can't can't forget speed. Yeah, but I don't think uh, I don't think like he, he he did movies, but I don't think he had anything going on in between speed and the Matrix. That's like a five yeah, no, or absolutely. six year gap. Yeah. So exactly, and I, and it, it's so well like I and I'm I'm in like a very rare boat where I enjoy Revolutions and Reload it. Like I don't interesting. I didn't like Revelations when I first saw it. I did, but I actually wa- I rewatched this the trilogy about two years ago, and I, I think like I, I definitely would put this up if we were talking about trilogies uh, like as a whole. It actually is one of my favorite trilogies. Um, the uh, reload it. I can tell you the exact part where it fell apart when when he goes to see the architect with all the screens and everything, mm. and that's what that's where I was like I I don't know what's going on like and then like <laughs> three kind of brought it a little bit back around a little bit. Yeah. But um, but in terms of one, like, yeah, the whole bullet time thing is, is phenomenal. Like the, the choreography, what they were able to do in terms of like action movies, like it, it, it influenced so much. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And, you know, I'm glad they're making a fourth one. Uh, if you haven't checked out, the Animatrix is a is a great series of like shorts um, in the Matrix world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, it, I love the Matrix. It's, it's definitely a, a go to that I, I'll. I'll make it. I'll go out of my way to watch it, like maybe once or twice a year. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, hands. Your final pick. I think this is me and Harry's final pick. Yeah, it is. Um, the and and this is this is the probably one of probably in, in my opinion the best action movie of all time. Um, nice. The Raid Two. Um, basically, the only person returning from the Raid is Iku Uwais. And Harry said his name earlier. I can't remember what it was from the first Raid movie. Yeah, yeah. Comes back. Yeah, he comes back yeah. as a completely different character. Yeah. Um, Gets a haircut, too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... I think when you, when you look at, like, the Raid series, it's so interesting because the Raid 2 actually was supposed to... Like, that was supposed to be a standalone movie. And mm-hmm. the Raid 1 was never supposed to happen, but um, Gareth Evans couldn't get the budget for the second one until he made the first one they're like all right we'll give you a little bit of money make give us give us something and then we'll give you enough money to make um is it uh Berendahl is the is the title for it and the the choreography with like some of these fights is is unreal of stuff that i like you've never seen before like i think the final fight in the kitchen between um between Rama and the Hitman or the assassin, whatever is they, I think they call him the assassin. The assassin, yeah. It took like six weeks to choreograph and plan. It took like, I think like another like two or three weeks to film it. It's like 
got so many shots in it and the camera work in it is just fun. The whole movie, it has like such great camera work where it's not like shaky camera. Like you can follow every punch that's being thrown. It has like, it has characters that you're invested in where the storyline isn't, it's not just like a generic action movie. It has a really good story that goes along with it where like this cop from the first one has to go undercover from like a crime family and basically try and like overthrow and get some information. He's basically like, like a mole. And yeah. throughout the way, like he's facing like basically he has like hitmen who have like one of them has a baseball bat, the other one has like it's fighting with hammers, and it's just it, it's it's really cra- like I would love to see how many people like a, a, as morbid as it sounds and like how many injuries were on set because mm-hmm. you know you see like a lot of these actors like when they rely on stunt doubles like stunt doubles know like when the pull punches and everything and 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 I. You know, I know, like, Iku, he was saying, like, in another interview I saw, I forget what movie it was, I think it was the one on Netflix, The Night Comes For Us, is that they're, like, trained, like, they know when the, like, they'll make contact with, like, someone's stomach, but they know, like, when to pull back and, like, not hurt them. But it just looks so real. It has, like, it, it's, I, I, I wish I could, like, honestly, I could spend days talking about this movie. It's a little on the lengthy side, but it doesn't feel, I think it's, like, two and a half hours long. But it doesn't feel long. It has one of the best car chases in movie history, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's got it's got a, a, an amazing story, an even better action. So, I mean, Har, you back me up on this one. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's in my uh, my fave five as well. Um, I mean, you hit on a lot of points of the movie there with it with it hands. Um, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I mean, you got you got Star Wars, and then you have uh, you know. Uh, Rev- what was I going to say? I almost was going to say Revenge of the Sith, but uh, I'll just Strikes take that back. geek card back. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have Star Wars. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. You know, and then you have the Godfather and the Godfather 2, and then you have the Raid and the Raid 2. So, um, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see if they ever do another one. I don't think they should. I think it should just live in the pantheon with the two of them. Um, absolutely fun movies, but, you know, pretty gruesome, pretty intense, um, you know, movies. So you definitely have to have the stomach for, you know, but I mean, I think with these two movies, you know, including the raid as well, they do a really good job of not making it seem like your Liam Neeson or your other run of the mill action movies where their cutting of the camera is just happening and the editing is terrible. They really focus, like you were mentioning Chris about the time it takes to get the choreography down for it to have these moments where it all makes sense. And when the camera cuts and changes, you're still with them from the previous move. It's not like, you know, Oh, Liam Neeson took him down. And it's like, what just happened? I have no idea what happened there for it. So, so Greg, I know you've, I know you've hidden your thoughts. I'm, I'm a little concerned, but yeah, feel free to let us know your thoughts on the raids. No need for concern. First off, just oh, as like a little non sequitur, I, I always get Gareth Evans and Gareth Edwards yes. confused. Dude, yep. I had to do it. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, Gareth Edwards. I stopped myself when I said his name and I'm like, Gareth. Uh, yeah, Edwards is what Rogue One and Godzilla, right? And then Evans yeah. is. Uh, yeah. So there's that. But, um, but yeah, as far as the raid movies go, both of them really, really enjoy them. Um, I think for me, I prefer the story of the raid, but I, mm. I prefer the action of the raid too. like the, the hand to hand combat, I think is just awesome. I actually saw these out of order. I saw the raid two first because uh, um, it was in theaters at the time. And I just kept hearing over social media. It was blowing up like, hey, you got to check this yeah. out. You got to check this out. 
So, you know, I said, okay, let's do it. And uh, don't regret looking back ever, ever since. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, Raid 2 was really good. And then I went out and got the Raid on uh, Blu-ray, popped that in, was equally impressed. So both of those movies, home runs for sure. I totally get why they're on uh, both you guys' lists. And, um, you know, if I had to make a, a top 10 honorable mentions, they'd definitely be in there in some form or fashion. Um as far as the sequel goes, sure, sign me up. <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I don't know, you know, how you continue it or whatever. But like, as long as you give me some more of that bone crunching, hard hitting action martial arts, like, give me that. Yeah. So I and and I know that they had plans for. I think Gareth Evans they like talked to him about a third movie, and apparently there was one that that was in the works. I think he wrote it or like wrote half of it, where it was there's a there's a, a point in the movie where Rom is gone for like two or three hours and they don't, there's like a missing gap to the story. And that's Um, apparently where the raid three was going to take place. And it was going to kind of like, it's not necessarily leave a plot hole. It's just kind of like he's somewhere else doing something while other stuff's going on. Got some cool Veronica vibes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like that video game where it's just like, there's other stuff going on the main story. And I think they were going to like, he was going to start it off there because this one starts off like two hours before the first one and then two years after Ram is like in prison. And they, they said that they were going to like basically use that gap of like two hours where like something's going on, but you don't know, like they never explain it. Like Rama's never like, I was here, here, here. I just think he like mentions, like I had this, like I was doing something or taking care of something was when the raid three was supposed to like kind of take place or like at least start or Yeah. But if you don't like in terms of the raid, um, another great movie, The Night Comes for Us, is um, eh, it's oh, subpar, man. It's subpar. It's not better than the raid, too. It's, it's a very, not. it's very violent and very like yeah. it. That's a movie that, like, like the raid one relies a lot on the action, and there's a lot of like kind of like a lot of disgusting kind of fighting in it, for me. but. It's got it's got Iku Uwais and um, Joe Taslim, except their roles are switched. Like Joe Taslim's a good guy, Iku's a bad guy. Um, but Greg, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's a great martial arts movie. Fine. Don't listen to Harry. Um, you listen know, take my word for it. The dude Iku that you guys keep mentioning is that the guy that played like Mad Dog, and he was in like no no Yayan Ruhani. Okay, and that was yeah. the dude that was in like The Force Awakens, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Iku okay, was yeah. in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, they so. both were, I think, yeah. Oh, they oh, yeah, both yeah. were. I'm pretty sure. Am In I that wrong? same scene where it was like the two factions coming for Han? Yes. I, yeah, I up. know. I definitely Iku was, and I think that other guy who played the two roles was. Two, okay. Two roles were. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Oh, no. But, yeah. All right. Well, that is our list for Fave <laughs> 5 action movies. Hit us up. Let us know if we missed any of your faves. Uh, or if somebody had bad takes, fifth element <clears throat> and ready. <laughs> if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, let us know. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, um, you guys have a uh, a great week and a great two weeks, I guess. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Hair anything for the peeps? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I mean, you mentioned it there, Greg. Let us know. I mean, I know we missed Aliens, and I think recency bias, I think people are going to give us crap for not having John Wick on here or any of the John mm. Wick movies. And yeah. I thought and they about are good. it, but 
They are good. They are good. But um, I think our lists uh, definitely justify not having them on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, follow us. Um, you know, I know you'll mention as well, Greg, but follow us on PS Live Spicy. Um, you know, get our follower count up. Yeah, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, give us a shout and let us know what we missed out on if we missed your favorite movie. Nice. Hands, anything for the peeps? No, I have nothing else to say. I said enough what I had to say about the fifth element. And <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll put it in their hands and see what they say. Because I thought I thought I had a really good pick there, and it just ruined my whole entire day. It was a fun and pick. <laughs> it was sure. spicy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, um, you know, it, please leave us any suggestions, anything that we didn't talk about, or any movies that we haven't, you know, if we haven't didn't mention or haven't seen, leave some recommendations. Um, I, action's my favorite my favorite genre behind science fiction, so I'm always interested to hear some kind of some new takes on some action movies. Um, you know, and keep, you know, we'll start that petition for the sixth element to come out, get that rolling and uh, see what we can do. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in as always. Uh, You know, make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes, follow all that good stuff. Uh, And as always, can't forget to mention it, but make sure you live spicy. Spicy. (laughs) 